I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. As I was thinking about things I wanted to talk about in solo episodes coming up, it occurred to me a few weeks ago that I was coming up on my seven-year anniversary of moving to Spain. So on August 8th, 2023, I have been in Spain for seven years. And that's significant. I'm going to talk about that. But (laughs) first of all, it's easy to remember it's been seven years since 2016 because I moved here as a British citizen, having worked very hard for nine years as an immigrant in the UK to earn citizenship so I could be European. I'll just let you think about that for a minute because it might have occurred to you that seven years ago, just over seven years ago in June of 2016, Brexit happened. (laughs) So yeah, it's pretty easy to keep track of when I moved to Spain because literally just a month and a half after the absolutely horrifying and unbelievable Brexit vote, I moved to Spain on a British passport, absolutely horrified that all of my hard work to become European had come to a screeching halt. So I got to be European for five glorious years and then Brexit, bloody Brexit happened. So it's been an interesting time of settling into life in Spain And just trying not to be too pissed off about that. (laughs) So there's a lot tied up in I've been in Spain seven years now because now I find I'm an immigrant again. And of course, because I'm white and middle class, I'm considered an expat, actually. That's the thing. So when people say, you know, what's the difference between an immigrant and an expat? The answer is literally color and money. But it's been interesting to be an expat when actually I'm watching sort of British people around me figure out what it's like to be an immigrant and the fact that I can't spend more than six months of the year outside of Spain because I need to maintain my residency here because, wait for it, it kind of gets a bit weird. I'm working toward my third passport. After 10 years, I can apply for Spanish nationality. And I promise you I will probably be the only person you'll ever hear of from Wyoming who will have three nationalities, American, British, and Spanish, which, you know, just kind of an aside, but I've worked very hard to have this life and to be in Europe. And it's interesting to think back, seven years in Spain. So if you're like me, you've, you kind of maybe clocked seven years. Seven years is a significant amount of time because, well, if you know about biology, it takes seven years for every cell in your body to regenerate, which is a cool fact, you know, sort of fun fact. Every seven years, you literally have become someone completely new. None of the old you is still around. And I really like that. But there's also sort of a thing in cosmology and astrology about seven-year cycles and about all of the movement that happens in the planets over seven years. So After seven years, you've completed a really big cycle in your life, which even if you're not woo-woo like me, think about it. If you have kids or you're around kids or just even thinking back to your own childhood, think about zero to seven years. How much change happens in those seven years and then seven to 14 and then 14 to 21? So it makes sense, even though we don't have the sort of dramatic outward biological changes as adults that we did, you know, 
for going from like zero to seven years old. We still are new people every seven years. And so I think back to Betsy of August 2016 and Betsy of August 2023, and I am literally and existentially a completely different person. But I really like the opportunity of things like this to think about that, to sort of unpack how have I changed? So I want to just kind of think about that, put this out there as a something for you to ponder. Who are you now compared to who you were seven years ago? You know, whether or not Brexit has been part of your life or you've moved to a different country, how are you different? On the surface of things, your life might look very much the same. Perhaps you have kids or you've been in the same job and you've had to have a very stable life. But still, you're not the same person you were seven years ago. Even biologically, you're not the same person. So I invite you to think back on the past seven years of your own life as I sort of take a little wander through mine. Thinking back to 2016, I see someone who is still addicted to hustle culture. I moved to Spain from London to stop identifying with my career while in no way stopping it. I was still, you know, doing exactly the same things, freelancing, being a sustainability strategist and all this stuff. London's a hard place if you're a workaholic <laughs> because it will celebrate that. It will fuel that. It is a manic place and it's a place that's all about work. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed my four and a half years I lived in London. But when moving there from Scotland, I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't be there for longer than five years because... I knew that it was me versus London, two manic forces coming up against each other. And London as a city, as a personality, is kind of an asshole and it will win. It's very like full on. And yeah, I knew that it wouldn't be healthy for me to create a long-term life there. It would burn me out. And it did burn me out, but I knew it was time to leave. And so I made a break for it after four and a half years. And again, thinking back to 2016, Betsy, I'd just gotten married still just so weird to think I was married and that I was married to the person I was married to. It's a completely different version of me that made that choice, that thought that was a good idea, and then moved to Spain with someone I'd never even lived in the same country with. So piece of advice, kids, live with someone before you marry them. That's just a little aside, but I was somebody who still actually had like a five-year plan for my life. And now I chuckle when I think about that, I'm literally just like putting my hand on my forehead and thinking, oh my gosh, I thought that I could control life. I thought that if I had a plan, I could just execute it through sheer hustle and hard work. And I didn't know that I was on the threshold of something really major when I moved to Spain in 2016, seven years ago. So over the past seven years, I have transformed. I left that marriage that just wasn't healthy for me and had to face some really hard truths about myself. You know, how did I contribute to a marriage that just wasn't that right for me and also a marriage that just wasn't good? How did I contribute to a sense of self that was very much based in what I did, how much I earned, what other people thought of me and what I did? but also my sense of what I deserved from life. And that's been a big one because, you know, what I realized and what I'm still really getting to grips with in a really beautiful way now, it's had its crunchy moments, is how to teach others how I deserve to be treated. And for years and years that meant ended up with 
friends and partners who didn't treat me necessarily very well and who were perfectly happy for me to take care of things, take care of them, or were frankly abusive to me. But you know what? I played a role in that. And something I'm learning as I go through my metaphysics training is no one is to blame for things. Things just happen the way they happen because of these universal laws of cause and effect. But I didn't understand that seven years ago. And so I was really trying to like come up with a plan that would keep me safe, have a plan so I could execute it and keep control of things. And I just think of how much energy I put into trying to make things in my life happen because I didn't realize the true power I had to actually have the life that I want to have. And now I do that in a very different way. And it's not about control. And in fact, it's the opposite. It's about releasing control and recognizing that no one is in charge, quote unquote. We are all powerful and we all make choices every moment of every day that create everything that happens around us, good or bad. So I think back to that 2016 me and I think of the programming that I, I really worked to shed to deprogram all the things I thought I should or should not do, all the obligations to be a certain way as a woman or a friend or a member of society or a worker. You know, this idea that I need to sacrifice myself and not make waves or let other people take whatever it was they wanted from me because I really had perfected that role of being sort of universal mommy and martyr. I just thought that was my, my role in life. And so that's how I taught people to treat me. That's what I expected from people. And so that's what I got from a lot of them. And it took me to some really low points, to some breaking points. But now I understand in retrospect, those were the, the bounce, the low before the up, the tearing down to rebuild. So over the past seven years, I've actually gotten to a point where I can say, I'm really good friends with myself. I actually feel more love for myself than I ever have before. And in some ways, things are less perfect than they were before. You know, sort of, I'm getting older, my body is aging, but I, I just have a really different relationship with myself, forged over seven kind of tough years. Because if you listen to my last solo episode, which was episode 100, celebrating 100 episodes, you know, I talk about how living in Barcelona was really hard for me. It was a very lonely place to be. I was in a, you know, bad marriage my first two years there and then discovered, like, it wasn't a terribly friendly place. And I gave myself permission to leave because you should never stay in something that just doesn't feel easy or make you happy. You don't have to do that. So that was one of the last pieces of programming to really break for myself. I now realize I can celebrate myself as someone who's learned to allow myself to leave situations, projects, groups, acquaintanceships, cities that were not for me that were hostile to me or exhausting or bitchy or that just required me to be something I didn't want to be. That's been a really beautiful thing to have become over the past seven years. I've become someone who's also comfortable with silence, solitude, stillness, and ease. 
And I think back to someone, Bodhi Era Jones from Kai Flow, who is actually a guest on season one of this podcast. And they were my coach at the time. They're ugh, what a wonderful human being to have at the beginning of the pandemic because they clocked really fast and said to me, Oh, you love the struggle. And that was a real turning point for me. So that was about, what, three and a half years, halfway through this seven-year cycle. And that clicked for me because I come from this cowboy culture, Wyoming culture, where the grind is the thing. The hard work is the virtue. And then I live somewhere like London where exhaustion is a badge of honor. You know, it's like I joke, London's the only place I've ever lived in where you overhear people bragging about their 6 a.m. spin class and think, wait a minute. That means you got up at 4 a.m. to go to spin before a long day of work and then out for drinks. And like, yeah, exhaustion is a badge of honor. So I've come from these cultures that programmed me to not be comfortable with ease and that wired my nervous system to need to struggle. And I think that's been one of the biggest changes and transformations in my life over the past seven years, which is why I just spend so much time these days feeling at ease and just smiling and getting a kick out of that. Because I would have said in the past, this isn't my nature. This isn't in my nature. It's not what I'm supposed to do or what I'm supposed to be like. These are, these are not familiar feelings. But now, naps are my superpower. Most things don't feel like work. I say I work three and a half days a week, and that's actually bullshit. I work for a client three days a week. And then the rest of the time, I probably work six days a week. But it doesn't feel like work because it's my stuff. And it's, it's play. It's fun. It's creation. It's connecting with people. It's helping people to find their truest selves underneath all the layers of bullshit programming and nervous system reaction. And so I feel at ease. I have this life in which I feel like everything's easy, which is pretty incredible, actually, when you know I talk about where I came from. The grind, the cowboy culture, the exhaustion, the you work harder or nothing happens. If you don't work hard, you're lazy, and that makes you a bad person. You know, like if you struggle financially, if, if you're in poverty, it's not because you exist in a system in which systemic inequality is just baked in. No, it's because you haven't worked hard enough. So I've shed all these layers of programming and shame, have this life of ease in which I actually have more impact. I would say achieve more. I don't really like the word achieve anymore, but I, I even earn more now that I've established a boundary and a value of myself that recognizes I need rest. I like rest. I'm a much truer version of myself when I'm relaxed, when I'm soft, when I can just roll with life, when my system is not on high alert because I'm stressed. And so I, I just think, wow, what a ride these past seven years have been. So I would, I would offer that over to you as just a thinking out loud, a personal journal of who I've become over the past seven years. I'm more capable in my nervous system, in my mind, in myself, of loving myself. I'm capable of embracing and being at ease with ease. I know how to rest and I know how to create magic for myself, not because I have a plan or I work hard, but because I know how to accept abundance. I know how to accept help. I know how to just relax and know that sometimes things take time to unfold in my life and I don't need to push. And so I just now have this feeling of 
drifting, smiling through my life, able to draw a boundary when I need to, able to take space when I need to, able to navigate discomfort in a way that I deeply appreciate and which leads to greater ease. So that's who I've become over the past seven years. As my entire body has regenerated, as every cell has become new, and also as I've completed a seven-year cycle in my life, I find I'm living the life that I was always meant to live. I'm the version of myself I always wanted to meet, but didn't have a mental picture of. Sometimes I get frustrated with my ability to sort of manifest things or reach higher or whatever because it's beyond the boundaries of my current imagination. But as I was thinking about my past seven years and who I am now, I realized that won't hold me back because I could not have imagined the life and the version of myself that I currently am seven years ago. It was beyond my imagination. So as you think back to who you were seven years ago, who were you and what are you now? Take some time to ponder that. Take it for a walk. Take it for a drive. Just chop vegetables for dinner and think about that. Who were you seven years ago and who are you now? And then take a moment of gratitude to yourself for always constantly changing. You don't even have to try at it. It's your biology. It just happens because you breathe, you sleep, you exist. Everything is always changing and regenerating and becoming new in you and your life. So if you ever have felt stuck, rest assured you're not. You're always moving forward. You're always changing. But I would just hopefully give you the gift of encouraging you to just be grateful for where you've come from, where you are now, the work you have put in of asking yourself questions, of examining your life, of trying to live consciously. There is no getting it wrong. So take it easy on yourself and look forward to the next seven years. I certainly am. I can't wait to meet myself in another seven years and think, wow, that's what that ended up resulting in. That's what happened. That's what that was. Just enjoy your life now, looking back and looking forward, but always remembering to be present and just appreciating who you are, where you are, and what you are right now in this moment. So even in all of that looking back, that's what I want to leave you with. Just be present. Love yourself more now than you ever have in the past. And set an intention to continue to love yourself more and more each day because you are the foundation of everything in your life. You are where reality starts. You create your life from what you think, what you say, what you believe. So what do you want your life to be today and for the next seven years? I would vote for it to be magical. That's been my word for 2023 and it has not disappointed. It's been nothing short of magical and I expect no less for the future. I'm going to leave you with stay magical, stay present, enjoy your life and appreciate who you are, who you've become and who you will become. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and like the discomfort practice wherever you listen to podcasts, leave me a five star and written review and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive. Thank you so much to my guests all season. Go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them. They are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world. 
Thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast, and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts. And in the meantime, stay uncomfortable. <laughs>